Hey there, we wanted to give you a heads up that today's episode contains some themes that may be too much for young ears. You know, because we're headed to the ER. Just wanted you to know. Thanks for listening. So for me, it's vomit. <laughs> like, vomit is the kid thing that I just can't do. Like, if yeah. a kid's bleeding or, like, scraped knee or, like, almost, like, bump on the head, like, whatever, fine. But, like kids puking my wife knows like i got this honey go ahead you can go in the garage do whatever you are free yeah this is not this is not your jam you know which is like she's so she's so generous and loving in that way to know yeah. that like because i just start just sympathetic gang. we all have our gifts and yeah, this yeah, is not one of yours 100 percent. um there was one time where she was she was out with girlfriends um from like college or college roommates and uh our my eldest and i were home and she's like i don't know two or three or something like that I just, and she just kept eating mac and cheese, <laughs> just kept putting, shoveling it in. I didn't stop her. I'm like, well, she's really eating good tonight. And uh, <laughs> I'm doing a the, good job. <laughs> I'm such a good dad. Um, yeah. Do you like boxing? Yeah. Anyway, it's a, and then all of a sudden she's like, she has this look in her eye, just like, just total terror, just fear. Like something is not right. And I just knew what was coming and I yeah. stood up, but there's nothing to do about it. And she just starts puking just oh. vomiting just an absolute like torrent like just a tube of vomit out on the table it was so bad and, oh. I, and I got it cleaned up before Liz got home but like every two, every like 15 I clean and then I like you know sympathetic gag over into the like sink and then like go back and clean and then gag in the sink a little I never threw up but like it was it was touch and go for a little bit yeah it was tough that's my worst I can't <laughs> I just, I just, I'm not, a, I just can't do vomit. <laughs> I bet you could if you had to. Like I did have to and I did do it. Yeah, yeah did no it. problem. Of course. Yeah. Parents have superpowers for sure. Yeah. When did you have to use your superpower? Uh, circumcision. <laughs> I assume your son's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ames. Yeah. His, uh, we had Ames at the hospital and then a couple of days later had to schedule the appointment. So went in and <clears throat> I, I think the whole time I kind of had this like, Am I doing this feeling? This is terrible. What am I doing to my son? Because he's crying. Yeah, I mean, not beforehand. Well, yeah, he's yeah, super yeah. chill. But like, you put him on the table, and then they bring out this like torture device <laughs> that they put on his little little man or little thing, <laughs> his penis. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, and then it was like at that moment where it was like nails on the chalkboard in my like my whole body. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, but I had to like, I don't know. I felt like I had to be there and watch, you know? Yeah. I felt that way about Leo too. I was like, I'm choosing to do this to you, son. I need to own yeah, it. I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. The, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor that did Leo made me sit down in a chair. <laughs> She's like a lot of dads faint. I'm like, I'm fine. I really am. And I really was fine. Yeah. But she made me sit down. She's like, dad, I think you should sit down. Yeah. I was like, okay. I would be I get more it. comfortable if you sat down. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I, and I like, we really like, we really trust her. She's a good doctor. So we're like, yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, no desire to come to that. She's yeah. like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. So that's right. Let's go. So pumped for today's podcast. Let's get after it, huh? Yeah, let's get it. Welcome to Story Drift, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. I'm Corey LaCroix, and I'm here with Chris Castells. Let's tell some stories. 
Are you, are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I got some caffeine running in my body. Oh my gosh. I probably should go to the bathroom, though. Why should I do that? You need an episode. Yeah. Welcome to Story Jam. I'm Corey. I'm here with Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm I'm feeling good, Corey. How are you feeling today? I'm doing great. You played a little golf today. I did. Yeah. I'm a total amateur. And mm. I felt a little guilty because I started out saying, uh, like, I suck at golf. I played three times in my whole life. And I ended up winning. Well, first of all, suck is a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> As we've covered, As we've covered. Uh, no, that's good. That that that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm not paid to play golf, so I'm an am- everyone's an amateur <laughs> except for the not amateurs. That actually makes me feel yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, and even the pros mess up. You know that Tiger Woods only hits like 40 percent of greens from like over 100 yards or something like that. It's some small number. Is that like true? That. I don't know what the real number is. Um, but it's. I get, we gotta have my buddy Brad on, our our buddy Brad, yeah, to explain that. But it's, it's like, lower than you think. It's lower than you think. Wow. So that actually makes me feel better. I feel like golf's like a little unapproachable. It's a sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I think so too. It, it also like, I mean, the 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 movie uh, Happy Gilmore has a lot to say about this, right? Like, yeah. If I wear pants like that, I'd kick my own ass. You know, like you've, there's like a certain dress you have to have. There's a certain like, certain like. <laughs> There's all these unwritten rules about what you are supposed to do or not supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, it can be a little tough. Like you need it's one of those things you really like need a mentor for in some ways. Yeah. So I went golfing at this place where there was also a bike race happening <laughs> and they had a medical tent. So there's just a lot of people. It was crazy. Do do they have medical tents at golf tournaments? Yeah, but mostly for patrons who have a heart attack because they're trying to oh, walk between holes. Oh, yeah. And they weigh like four bills. And so it's like, I love golf. Go John Daly. So it's possible <laughs> that some of those people end up in the ER. Mostly John Daly or a patron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever ended up in the ER? Uh, I've gone to the ER a number of times. Um, one, of the, one time I want to tell you about that is kind of crazy is uh, when I was in high school, I played baseball. <laughs> And I was like, I was that kid who was pretty mid when it came to baseball. Like I was not good, like, but I wasn't bad either, Yeah, but I wasn't good. (laughs) And like, I got cut in eighth grade, but I made the team in ninth grade and I made the team in sophomore year. Like I was good at, I was good in high school. All right. It wasn't good, but I was, I made the team in high school. Yeah. So sophomore year, uh, I'm getting ready to play summer ball. And there was a rule in Missouri in St. Louis at the time that you couldn't practice with your summer ball team while you're still playing spring ball. Huh? And I wasn't really playing spring ball. I was more keeping score and charting pitches and warming up relievers. Right. Like, but I wore that jacket every day, you know, like it's a hundred degrees out. I got my like baseball warm up jacket on. I'm like, ready I'm on to the go team. coach. I'm part of things. Yeah. Anyway, Cause I love baseball. Cause I thought like I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. Like that's my thing. Like, you know, like if, if you know, high school music was made, I'd be on like the baseball, like singing group and whatever. And, uh, and uh which is actually in the second movie but it doesn't matter anyway and then um so i i decided since i'm not really playing i'm gonna go to practice for my summer ball team no matter it doesn't matter so i show up parkway central high school only four of us are there because everyone else is still playing their their high school ball yeah and so there's only four of us they don't have the field well like uh, they don't have the, the, the grass cut. So it's yeah. like a little longer than normal, like six or eight inches instead of like, it's like pretty thick. <laughs> and uh, my parents dropped me off because we were like 16 years old, 15, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. My parents dropped me off. 
the coach actually gets dropped off because his wife needed his truck, blah, 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 blah. And oh, there's only three other kids. And luckily, this one woman, this one mom of a kid I do not know stays to watch practice or just to wait for him. Yeah. So he takes him infield, dominate. <laughs> well, I took infield. And then uh, we're going to take some outfield. Now, I'm uh, I'm a handsome man. Uh tend to wear some double extra handsome clothes. That's what I'm talking and, about. Uh, and so uh, I'm not really much of an outfielder, you know. I, I was like John Crock who said uh, one, one time a lady goes, as a as an athlete, don't you think you should be a better example for kids? And goes, let me make one thing straight. I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player. <laughs> so, which I know baseball players are athletes now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. So we're playing outfield. We're, 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 we're shagging fly balls. And the coach got the fungo bat out, and uh, and he hits a ball, and he, he he hits underneath a little bit, and it goes pretty high up, but pretty short. Yeah. And I'm I'm making I'm looking to make an impression on this coach. That's right. So I come racing in, just hustling. So my dad taught me you can't always be good, but you can always hustle. <laughs> I you like know? that. Yeah, I was very much the Rudy of my team, right? Like you know, like <laughs> so I am like cooking in as fast as I can. And I'm not going to make it. So I decide I'm going to do like a slide like you do into a base. And I'm going to put my glove out and catch it, basket catch it, (laughs) stand up and throw it in like a boss. Right. I'm going to nail this thing. I can see it. it. I have it all envisioned in my head. I did, too, until I didn't. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if it was the long grass or my lack of skill or coordination, but I started my slide and I put my glove out and the ball was a little further outside of me than I was anticipating. And I moved my glove out. Top of my glove catches in the tall grass. Yep. My elbow sticks into my ribs and I break both the arm, both the bones in my forearm. Yeah. And uh, I stand up like I don't remember standing up, but all of a sudden I'm standing and I flip off my glove and I grab my arm like near my wrist. Oh. And right away I'm like, I have broken my arm. You like, know. no question. And I start running into my coach. And I'm holding my my wrist secure against my chest, and my elbow is bouncing in it. <laughs> Later, uh, one of the kids on my team, when I went because I went to a game or whatever, he said he thought someone had like shot a shotgun <gasps> or like broken a two by four. Yeah, because that's what it sounded like. He was about 40, 45 feet away from me when it happened. <sighs> so I go running to my coach, and I'm holding my wrist, and my elbows, and I'm like, Coach, Coach, I think I broke my arm. <laughs> And he's his back's to me, and he turned and he, like he's like Chris. I don't think you, but oh my gosh, you know, like he didn't say, oh my gosh. Um, he you broke your arm. I'm like, I think I know, you know. And so he tastes like I don't have my car. I'm like, my mom's not here. Like I don't know what to do. So like he walks me over to this like other mom's car. And she's got the one of those like old school station wagons with yeah. like, fake wood down the side, seats facing and, like, the back. Exactly. And he like wow. knocks on the window and she's like looking at us like she knows something's wrong yeah. and like has to like like manually roll down the window and he's like, "Can you drive Chris to the hospital? He has broken his arm." <laughs> and so and like what should have happened is her son should have gotten in the back seat. Nothing. They just went back to practice. And so here I'm with his mom and like the, the other kids, like younger sister or whatever, like in the car. And she just drives me to St. Luke's, which is super close. Luckily, it's just around the corner. Um, and I don't know if she had like a, a bag cell phone because it's yeah. like 1996 or 1995 or whatever. And uh, 96. And so when I got to the hospital, they were like waiting for us at the entrance to the ER. And they had the whole like gurney, like stretcher thing. Oh, wow. on. Yeah, it was a bad break. Wow. And no bone through the skin or anything like that, but it was it was nasty. 
And so they, they got me in the gurney and there's a doctor, an ER doctor and a nurse standing right there. So they're like wheeling me in as well as like the orderlies, like moving me. And uh, the doctor goes, we're going to need to give him 75. He kind of looks me over and goes, how much you weigh, son? I told him, he's like, we give him 125 cc's of, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, thanks. Double thanks, extra. Thanks, doc. <laughs> you know, like whatever. And, uh, and then he gives me another dose of something, whatever. And I, and I am just, I am in shock. I am, I know that I'm yeah. right as a sheet. I'm freaking out. Of course, they call my parents. They get me into an examination room, just waiting for the orthopedic surgeon to come in um, and see what he needs to do. Um, my parents get there. Uh, my mom is crying. My mm. dad, I don't, my dad was kind of like, just what happened? You yeah. know, like, yeah. and so I'm sort of half telling them, then they come to get me for my x-rays and they take me to the x-ray room. And I don't know if you've ever broken an arm, but they have to do one x-ray where your arm's like flat with like your palm down. Yeah. And they have to do one, another x-ray where you turn your whole arm and then your palms to the side. Yeah. So it's a sideways sh- shot. So I did the one x-ray with my palm down. And then he had me move my arm over and then he told me to move, to twist my arm <laughs> into my hand up. I twisted my elbow and yeah. my hand didn't move. Wow. Like the bones were so broken. Yeah. Turns out I broke my top one to super clean, big break. Bottom was in like 10 pieces. <sighs> so, uh, so that all happened. And uh, funny little story there. The technician forgot to put new film in the camera. And so the second... The second X-ray actually ruined the first one, so we had to do it all over no. again. Do it all over again. The good news was that extra, the extra fifty CCs or whatever was a okay. Felt great. Yeah, felt, and I, and as a as a kid who really didn't drink in high school or do anything like, drugs worked good. Um, so anyway, <laughs> took the X-rays, get back to the room. Uh, orthopedic surgeon comes in. He's like, "Hey, Tiger." He's one of those guys that didn't call anybody by their name because he didn't know anybody's name. He doesn't care because he's an orthopedic surgeon. And so he's like, "Hey, Tiger." <laughs> Looks like looks and this is the best part. He goes, looks like you're really hustling to break it that bad. My dad, you might you you might as well told my dad I saved the world. Like you're really hustling to break it that bad. Just instant, just chest puffed out. That's my boy. That's my boy. We hustle in the Castells household, you know whatever. Um, he didn't say any of that, but in my head he did. And um, he's like, yeah, we gotta get him into surgery. We're gonna put some metal plates in yeah. and uh, do whatever. And so he comes back in and he's like, well, probably about 15, 20 minutes. And we'll start getting him ready for his anesthesia and all that business. And um, my wife's going to kill me that I mispronounced that. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, all of a sudden, like the door opens and in walks Steve Bacon. What? My my first baseman for my summer ball team who and, and who I also play with at Chaminade. Like we're we're best friends at school and like yeah. play baseball together in the summers. And, and he just showed up and I'm like, I'm hallucinating for sure. But actually what happened was, I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, my mom's upstairs. She's got pneumonia and like so bad she had to come to the hospital. And I saw your mom's car. My mom uh, drove this like bright red Pontiac transport. Like it looked (laughs) like a spaceship. Like it was crazy. (laughs) I saw it in the ER parking lot. I figured you did something. So I just came to the ER and asked what room you were in. (laughs) And he just walked in like a great. I love that. So he just came. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, well, I broke my arm. Like, I don't know. Like. I'm doing great. He's like, okay, well, um, I'll talk to you when you get out. I'm like, okay, bye. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. And they, they, the whatever, um, the oh, the one thing I totally forgot about when I was the story, I totally forgot. Think about the story when I first got in there before my parents got there, I wouldn't let go of my arm. Yeah. Like so, they couldn't get my sh- my shirt off. I got my pants off just yeah. fine. I'm just there in my skivvies, uh, but they couldn't get my shirt off, and it was my favorite. Like it was like a it wasn't World Baseball Classic, but it was some international baseball thing. I got this T-shirt. I love this shirt. It's my favorite shirt. 
and they had to cut it off. Mm. And the other thing that happened happened. There was a, a candy striper. You know what a candy striper is? Nope. It's like a high school girl that's like following around a nurse and like does stuff for the like volunteers. Okay. Um, and like does stuff in the hospital to learn that if they want to be a nurse. Yeah. Totally a candy striper in the room. So I cutting my shirt off. Uh oh. Good thing I was on drugs. So I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. Not <laughs> I'm top four I'm like, in summer league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not embarrassed that my shirt is coming off in front of you. Anyway. <laughs> Surgery, whole thing happens. Uh metal plate screws, uh surgical steel. Um Whoa. supposed to only be in for eighteen months, but at the end of eighteen months, um we something happened and it didn't go in. So then basically to your mark, they're like, All right, we want to take it out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to college in the fall and I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be in a cast when I go to school and I don't want to be whatever. And they're like, uh, well then, uh, you just basically keep it in forever. So I still have the metal plates and screws Whoa. in my arm. Um, no, it doesn't set off, uh, uh, metal detectors at the airport or anything like that. Um, <laughs> can and, you feel it? Like, yeah, you can feel it. Oh, the bones, the bones grown up around it pretty good. So okay. it, does, it feels more smooth, but it used to be, you could feel the edge. Can you, really like easy. if you touch it now, can you, yeah, can you can it. tell I'm, us. I'm, there. I'm literally feeling it right now. Wow. Um, the funny part was I went to an all boys Catholic school. So when I had the, uh, had the cast on, everybody wanted to sign it. And there's yeah. this kid that was in my Latin class with me. We had four kids in Latin class and three of us were like actually trying to learn Latin. The other guy was <laughs> trying to smoke weed before school every day. And, uh, and so he decided he was going to write on my, my cast smoke weed every day. And so, what? and so he got through smoke and I caught him. I stopped yeah. him. Like, what are you writing? He's like, Oh, uh, I'm like, I thought you were gonna write your name. He's like, no, I'm writing this. I'm like, all right, you got to write something else. And so I made him write Smokey bear, Smokey the bear, <laughs> like from the national park service. So my cast has like Smokey the bear written in like the biggest, darkest letters on one side. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so I broke my arm when I was 16. Whoa. What's kind of funny about it too, is that, um, in breaking my arm, I really couldn't play ball that summer. No. Right. Like I was, the cast was to be on for, cause I'd have two weeks without a cast. So the healing, the, the swelling could go down and then they like casted my arm. Yeah. So it was really like eight, 10 weeks. I was going to have this. That's like in, into August. Mm-hmm. Right. So I actually, I went to baseball camp with a cast on and like took ground balls, but not like hard, like at yeah. the pitcher, like bunts. And I learned stuff, but I couldn't play. Yeah. And I couldn't play summer ball. And I wouldn't say it was devastating. Like I wasn't that upset. But it was one of those things where like this is a big part of who I am. And now I can't do it. Right. You know, I really I took my identity from that. Right. Even though I wasn't very good at it, I still found my identity and like the thing the thing I do is baseball. Yeah. And maybe at this time it's like the thing. The like thing. I mean, I would have been yeah. the kid that owned the like baseball is life t-shirt. Yeah. Um, if they would have had it at the time. Right. And it was a good learning for me then. And now too, thinking about, you know, like what makes us who we are, where's our identity found, you know, is it what we, what we do? Um, or is it like who, who we are or maybe even a deeper level? It's whose we are. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I think now we can even do this as adults. Totally. You know, when you meet a new guy, one of the top three questions is tell me what you do. Right. What do you do? What's your job? And and that's a good question. Like you can learn a lot about somebody you can, or maybe you can't, but it's something that's easy to say. Right. But it's, it's not really who we are. Yeah. And it's certainly not whose we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I kind of learned in that summer was um, the things we do and, and who we are, our identity, our deepest identity. 
Um, though related, um, it's not a direct correlation. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not an equal sign, right? It's not, I am a baseball player, uh, you know, cause even, even the things that are good now, even the things that are like, I'm a married man, mm-hmm. right? I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. That uh, actually isn't forever either. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't currently play, uh, baseball, you know, like I don't play, yeah. um, I don't play competitive baseball and maybe I never was competitive, but you know, like, <laughs> and I, and though I'm a husband now and a dad now, there'll come a time where I'm, I'm not a husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like sacraments are for this world. So I think it's really important for me and thinking about the story is to think about my deepest identity is not found in what I do. Yeah. I think what I love about your story is it's so relatable for so many young people who grew up playing sports, you know, especially in 2023 where, you can start traveling baseball or traveling basketball or traveling hockey at the age of five, right? Right. And play year round. Um, when you invest that much time into one thing, it can very quickly become the thing. And then when there's this quick, sudden moment where it's taken away, it can be totally devastating. Yeah. Um, I'm curious for you, like, was that something that you learned like right away? Like, Okay, like I'm in the ER and I got to, you know, they're doing surgery and now I got a cast on and now the dots are clicking. This isn't my identity. Or like, when did that, when did that moment come for you? Or in like, okay, I can't do this, but this isn't the most important thing. That's a really good question. I think I was totally in denial of it, right? Like I went to baseball camp without, yeah. without being able to wear a glove, yeah. you know, like I couldn't mm-hmm. swing a bat. I could do all the worst things in baseball, like run, <laughs> you know, like, like that was it. Um, I think it actually happened junior year. Mm. Um, so uh, over a full year, a full year later, I guess I, um, I had the opportunity to be the head of campus ministry in my senior year uh, in my mm. high school, my, my all boys Catholic high school, but to do it, I had to go on the senior retreat as a junior. Well, if you go to the senior retreat, you couldn't ever go on the senior retreat during a season that you play a sport. Okay. Cause there's too many days off. Yeah. And so my, my the head baseball coach, the varsity baseball coach, and the head of campus ministry gave me a choice. Mm. He's like, you need to play baseball or you can be the head of campus ministry next year. Mm. It's up to you. And um, like all the assistant coaches, except for one, tried to convince me to play ball. They're like, "You're trust me, you'll never be able to do this again. You'll have church the rest of your life. I'm like, that's a good thing. True. True. Yeah. yeah. And the head, co- the head baseball coach didn't say either way. He just said, like, what do you want to be? Yeah. You know, and I think in that moment I made a decision. Mm. Right. Um, Because what I do is still not defines who I am. But when what I do flows from who I really am. Yeah. um, I'm more aligned to what I've been made to be. Right. Right. And um, and so I had to make a choice then and I did. And that's when I felt like I really kind of learned that lesson. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for sharing, bro. Yeah. No, my my pleasure. Um, Yeah. It's a good story to tell for me. And it's weird. It's it's weird for me to tell it now. Yeah, because why? when I was younger, I had a mentor in uh, college who one time challenged me. He said, yeah, is there can you give a witness talk without telling a story about baseball? <laughs> I said, not everybody plays baseball. And apparently, like, yeah. at the time, like a lot of my stories revolved around that. And I, I realized now looking back uh, after 20 plus years of professional ministry and like telling a lot of stories and giving a lot of talks um, that the reason I tell that story was because it was the most it, it was. At the time, I thought it was the most significant thing that had happened to me. Yeah. And 
realizing now, not only because of hindsight and getting older, all the things that have happened since then, getting married, having children, having a job, you know, Mm -hmm. um, loving people, losing people, my mom's Mm -hmm. passing, all that stuff is bigger. Yeah. But not only that, but, um, just recognizing like, um, it was okay for it to be a big deal then. Yeah. And it's also okay for it to not be a big deal now. Yeah. You know, both those things are all right. And so for any like young people who have like what feels like a catastrophic thing happen, I'm always like, know that someday it'll be easier Yeah. and it won't be, it won't feel as big. And if you're still carrying the wounds of something like, yeah, like that's okay too. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, what comes to mind is like God uses everything, everything. And he's there at every step of, uh, of the way. And if it's significant to you, like as a 14 year old or a 13 year old kid, like God cares, like it's significant to God because you are significant to him. You know, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, what does Jesus say? Like weep with those who weep mourn with those who mourn. So like you mourn cause you bust up your arm and can't play baseball. Jesus mourns with you. Yeah. You know, he use it for good later, but like your story, like the, sto- the stories of our lives do form and shape who we are. And even though we might have a tendency to kind of gloss over some of them from the past, um, it's actually what God has been and is and will continue to use if we let him like to form us into who he's made us to be. Absolutely. And I think telling them, telling them is part of the healing process Yeah, or it's part of the using for good process is part of the resurrection, right? Like if something is a suffering is suffering for us, um, sometimes telling that story is part of the, the, the reconciling, the restoring and resurrecting from that brokenness. Yeah. I think that's true. Um, the only thing I'd say about this and maybe, maybe it goes without saying is I got some pretty big scars on my arm, you know? And like, <laughs> yeah, for a long time, like I kind of held them proudly and like showed, showed people and like yeah. told the story or whatever. And I had a coworker who had been working with me for like six months before they mm. saw it the other day. And they're like, Whoa, what happened to your arm? Wow. And I realized like, I wasn't one of the first things I told them and they don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Like it wasn't until they saw the scars and yeah. some people's biggest stories, um, leave big scars. That's and, true. And sometimes we can see them. Sometimes we can't just to recognize that people are walking around with stories every day around us yeah. and to love them enough to let them tell us when they're ready. But also like if something's, something's broken in their life it could be cause they got some scars, wow. you know, and whether we can see them or not. Chris, that's just such a good reminder for me that every scar, every injury behind it, there's a story. And if we have them, they're worth exploring. You know, healing might be found as we explore, probably will be. Um, But just to be patient with one another, right? Knowing that there's so many people that we encounter every day who carry them. Thanks for sharing your story today, brother. Yeah, my pleasure. I need to hear that message probably more than everybody I know in my life Mm. to be patient with the people around us because of their stories and their scars. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Chris, thanks for sharing your story. Hey, Corey, it was my pleasure. Thank you for listening today. And thank all of you out there for listening to this episode of the Story Dram Podcast. When you can, please take a second to review this podcast, to follow or to rate. Honestly, we're trying to grow our listeners. And the more you share this podcast with a friend and rate and review, the more folks can hear these stories. And as always, the story. Now, let's go make some stories.